right, if you're on the line, hold tight. We'll get to you momentarily. Want to get you updated on some of the things that are happening, some of the, the big news that's making headlines this afternoon, including big news involving the assassination of President John F. Kennedy. The National Archives and Records Administration, they finished their review of those classified documents. Now 99% of that, of that material, material is available publicly for the first time ever. Uh, Joe Biden released a memo on Friday that the archive has finished the review in May, and now it's available. Um, the Warren Commission was put, put together to investigate the assassination. Um, and, and those documents were sealed uh, until, they were supposed to be sealed until 2039. But Congress passed the JFK Records Act in 1992, and NARA, the National Association, uh, excuse me, the National Archives Records Administration, created the collection of documents on the assassination. Um, what, what, what I think people will still question is um, what else is in that remaining 1% of information that we don't have. Um, and, and there will be theories that continue to swirl, whether it's Oswald's connection with, with Cuba and Russia, and, and even more so um, if there was any sort of involvement in, in, in who else could have been involved. Those are questions that people have been speculating for decades. And perhaps now that this becomes available, some of those questions can be answered. Uh, Stellantis, meanwhile, U.S. sales rising 6% in the second quarter of this year. Um, it's the first quarter that Stellantis has increased their sales in two years in the United States. Um, Jeep sales dropped 3% year over year. Wrangler down 13%, but the Grand Cherokee up 19%. And the 4XE, the, the electric hybrid plug-in uh, versions of these vehicles represented 36% of Wrangler sales. That 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 is a big-time number uh, for Stellantis. So good to see that, that Stellantis uh, increasing their sales. Lansing Police uh, early early this morning issuing an Amber Alert for two year old a, a two year old Winter Smith. Um, authorities were called to a scene. They said there was a, a double stabbing. They got there. Um, it is believed the mother of the little girl is being treated at an area hospital in Lansing. Um, and they say that twenty eight year old Rashad Trice was the one who took the little girl. Police are saying she's in danger because Trice was arrested at about just before 6 o'clock this morning in St. Clair Shores, and Winter was not there. So police are still looking for this little girl. Uh, if you know anything, uh, call police or Crime Stoppers. Um, in the meantime, another story that we are continuing to follow, and, and some pretty good news uh, at the same time. Um, last week's Detroit fireworks uh, along the Detroit River, they were impressive, of course, in the air. Um, but so were the number of arrests that they made during the event. Detroit police say that there were a whopping zero arrests at the fireworks. WJR senior news analyst Marie Osborne. Uh, Marie, that hasn't really happened in, in many of the 65-year history of this event, has it? 
You're absolutely right, Chris, and you're absolutely right by saying it is good news. There were just 18 curfew violations during the event, and as you said, zero arrests. The curfew violations, of course, were for uh, youngsters that had to be either in the company of an adult or their guardian or parent uh, after a certain time that evening. So there were just 18 of those. Police Chief James White says it was one of the very few times in his nearly 30-year career that there were no arrests during the fireworks. The event, though, was dogged by rain for most of the afternoon and the evening, if you'll remember, so that kept the crowds down. DPD had expected between 15 and 20,000 people for the event, but many report the crowd was really much smaller than that. During last year's Ford fireworks, six people arrested, including four people who were cited for carrying concealed weapons and another who was accused of an aggravated assault of a police officer. So that was last year. Uh, Past fireworks, Chris, have had all sorts of problems. You might remember back in 1989, police uh, had to make 30 arrests there. Uh, Two people were shot. Three people were stabbed during that incident in 1989. In 1991, there was a case that made national headlines. Two teenage sisters among six black women charged with beating a white woman, and it was all captured on video. It was really one of the first times that a crime was captured on video like this. In 2004, at least two gunmen opened fire in Hart Plaza, wounding eight people, killing a man at that time, too. And the last time there were zero arrests reported at the fireworks show was back in 2018. Back in 2015, there was just one arrest reported. So this is definitely good news and and definitely good for maybe the summer here as we move forward. Well, it's good news. I mean, this is a family event. I mean, you, you know, there are kids, there are families down there that are that just want to take in a, a, a wonderful tradition on the Detroit River. And, and I'm, I'm very happy to hear uh, things were on the up and up. Uh, Marie Osborne, thank you so much. Good news. Thank you, Chris. 800-859-0957. I know we got some folks on the line, so let's get right to it. Lisa in Mount Clemens. What's up, Lisa? Oh, hello, Chris. Thanks for taking my call. Um, So I have found a lot of things during COVID. Number one, in my opinion, um, Gretchen Whitmer is um, went way over the line. Um, But, you know, it kind of depends where you stand because um, there are a lot of factors we did not know during COVID. Um, And I found that it became like more of like a moral um, debate where if you didn't have the same opinion, you were an evil person. Um, It divided a lot of people. I think it was on purpose. And I sympathize with those people who lost loved ones because I'm a nurse myself and it depends what shoes you were standing in. but you have to remember, no matter, um, it, it, it depends what you choose to believe. We were not able to use these medications that may have saved people's lives. We were told to lock down and we found out. Yeah. That and, and, and Lisa, this, this is this is about the in this case, this is about the, the, the Michigan Court of Appeals saying that the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services didn't have the authority to restrict what businesses, particularly restaurants, 
we're doing over COVID. And when the Supreme Court, like you mentioned, um, in in the way that Governor Gretchen Whitmer was handing down these these restrictions, that that she didn't have the authority and needed um, legislative approval. The fact that she didn't get it and she was still issuing these edicts, well, that was improper. She didn't have the power to do it. So the Supreme Court knocked that down. But but what we saw after that was the MDHHS making those decisions almost to a T how the governor had them. And so now the Court of Appeals saying that, no, the MDHHS, the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services, didn't have that ability. They didn't have that authority to issue those. And then what we saw was in the case of, of Rivercrest Catering, which was uh, the, 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 the company that Al Addis, the attorney who we had on just a, a bit ago, talked about, they were the ones that were irreparably harmed from this. And you've got the dissenting opinion in the Court of Appeals in that two to one decision that says, well, this should be moot because we're past COVID. We need to move past it. But what what the the attorneys in this case are saying, Al Addis is saying, is that it's it's not moot because if something were to arise similar again, the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services or whomever could have still acted that way. And with that ruling from the Michigan Court of Appeals that they no, they cannot. But there could be some financial um, uh, uh, aspects at play here, too, um, whether or not these these companies, these restaurants, uh, these catering companies would be able to to take advantage uh, financially of this based on the facts that, uh, according to the court, they weren't able to make those kind of restrictions. we got to take a break. More coming up next here on JR Afternoon.